You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. I wish I had an extra day to do all my research. You know, I would have. Oh, I've, no I've, research, please. Hey, guys. That's what we started. Oh, we started great. Hi, Bill. That's how smooth this is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, I'm here with Hank Chen. How are you? I'm great. How You're are great. you, Bill? Do- yeah. Now, we uh, we just did a show in Long Beach the other day, Long we, Beach Laugh Factory. We did. Do you, we love, did. do you like the Long Beach Laugh Factory? I do like the Long Beach Laugh Factory. We, we did it um, the previous Friday. Yeah, also. We, did, we did two in a row. It's, it, so, the Long Beach Laugh Factory versus the the flagship store the, the Hollywood Sunset Long Beach it's a beautiful club I love it it can fit if you pack it in you can get about 600 people in the room yeah whereas here it's 200 Hollywood Is yeah that, maybe, I mean they, they like it's like they take a chimney sweeps brush and just <laughs> shit it's like a friggin it's like a yeah a rail car in Japan or something because um, there are people you know it's so weird when when uh, you see clubs they do this at the Vulcan in Austin too where mm. people pay tickets mm-hmm they go in the club and they literally can't see the stage from where they're sitting. Yeah. That's fucking banana. I, I mean, at all. Do you think it matters who the head like who the headliner is? Like if it's if it's like a name person, uh-huh. like they're like it's okay. I'll, I I'll just hearing Dane Cook will be enough or if it's I don't know what it is. It's just very weird. Like, now for you they're like we want we want our money back. If it were me <laughs> or you, they'd be like the fuck if I can't see him, I I'm, you know, it's so, give me a refund. The yeah. the, the, the in the balcony at the Hollywood Laugh Factory, that second row in the back. Yeah, Chocolate Sundays. You can't see shit. Yeah, if you're up against the wall, forget it. Stand. It. Yeah, forget it. They used to have, like, standing room, too. It's very weird. Anyway, um, I just, I, I get you want to make money, but make people have a good experience. <laughs> what do you want your Yelp review to be? 3.2? Like, give it a good experience. Do you think that sometimes, though, psychologically, people kind of like to be abused or kind of work toward... You know, it's kind of like that rope line in front of the club. If you are just a little bit snobby, if you... If you're kind of... People, uh, people are, like, grateful that they're even in, in the building. I guess so. Do you like a little bit of that, like, yeah. negging thing? Yeah. You know, if sure. you're up against the wall with a laugh actor, are you kind of like, damn, baby, we should have gotten you here 15 minutes? early like yeah. you suggested you know where they're like oh it's my you fault you take so much fucking time on your goddamn makeup I that's tell right. you you look pretty without it why do you put so much makeup on that's right and then you put in those heels you know how long it took to work from the car with those heels I know and, yeah, and the girls be coming to the comedy clubs looking hot 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 yeah well I feel like comedy clubs inspire that type and, of and particularly Laugh Factory mm-hmm. maybe comedy store as well Although I find comedy story to be a little bit more, what's the word, uh, uh, trashy. A little grungier. Grungier. Yeah. Um, but there was a time when the Laugh Factory was very much a social event. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you, not like it was like red carpet time. No. But there were there were really expensive cars coming up in the valet, and then you had the VIP. You had like John Legend and Rachel McAdams and DiCaprio, all these like famous people kind of like rolling in the VIP booth. You had like the entire porn industry coming to shows. Um, who were you? Who were they seeing? Who were the headlines? That was probably. I, think, in the, I would say Dane back Co- in the day, you know, uh, Dane obviously yeah. when he was at the height. I mean, people forget 2005, 2006 because everything yeah. changed. The news cycle changes so fast. Yeah, but 2006. Dane Cook was. I mean, he was Movie one star. of the most famous people on the planet. Yeah, at that point, yeah. You know, I would say he was probably like top fifty people, famous people, people literally in the planet. I don't remember. I mean, enormous. stadium tours and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you had a lot of people showing up for him, and then uh, 
and then you know years ago uh, Dalia there'd be you know famous people coming for that right. so it just kind of um, but it had a feeling of like hot people a social event mm. um, there was something kind of, and I feel like the the mood the tenor has changed first of all I think now that le- weed is legal okay Every every comedy club has a slightly different vibe. Really? Yes. In what sense? Like everyone's more more high strung or more relaxed? What do you everyone's mean? Everyone's stoned. Okay. Like there are a lot of jokes that take a second to, to, to land. To hit. Yeah. Because everyone's just a, it's a slight. It'll hit hard. Yeah. But the reaction times is a little off. It's a delay. That's have so you noticed funny. that? Funny. How well, long have you been doing comedy? Well, let's get to you, Hank. <laughs> well, well, you're a natural. Interviewer, I can tell. I, I, but you don't know, fucking turn this on me, goddammit. It's I'm about nosy, you. Bitch. I'm nosy, Bill. We're going to do. Um, do yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been in comedy? So, I, you know. I've been hitting it hard, un- uninter- I mean, well, with the exception of like COVID interruptions, yeah. five years. Five years. But of course, I, you know, my passion for this was when I was a teenager, you know, and just seeing, um, like, I, I grew up around DC and and Where'd you so, go so Maryland, Silver Spring. Did we ever talk about this? We did not. But I know you have a nine one seven, which was very exciting New for York. me because New York. Yeah, I I, I was in uh, so a similar path. So I grew up in Northern Virginia. Well, you. I'm stalking you. Uh, I am stalking you. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what county? Alexandria. Oh, Alexandria. T.C. Williams High School, the movie Remember the Titans. It was right outside D.C. Oh, shit. Like okay. 20 minutes. Springbrook High School. So kind of still, yeah. you know, Maryland, Virginia, kind of like we... Yeah. What was your subway stop? Your your metro stop? Um, King Street. Okay. Yeah. What, what, is that blue line or orange? I think it's blue, yeah. Blue, okay. Yeah. Mine's red line, Glenmont. Okay. The stop was right. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. So you spent a lot of time in D.C. as well, maybe? Yeah, up. and I didn't, it wasn't until, you know, you leave D.C. that you realize just how privileged that, I, did your high school do that? It was like, I feel like we went, our school took us to D.C. like eight times a year, right? Oh, all Smithsonian? <laughs> like yeah. every fucking well, month? It was free. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was, you know, it, I mean, it, it was a very privileged upbringing, you know, yeah. and then, and then yeah, you leave and you, and you go to like other burbs and you're like... <laughs> You're like, oh, it's like my neighbor. It's like my hometown, except it's just more houses and yeah. more strip malls. Yeah, you know, it's just it doesn't have the cultural uh, impact or in you know, like 100%. when you in Indies, like living there, you felt like you were a part of something important. Yes, you know, I remember it was the Clinton era and then uh-huh. Bush. Like you know, it was like people were coming in all the time. To, yeah. I mean, people were talking about our town. So, yeah, um, yeah no, DC is a very it's a very interesting. Yeah. That area in general, what people don't realize, it's very cosmopolitan, number one. Number two, yeah. it also really has the, the vestigial South feeling of the South. In what way? You know what I mean? Like, I, like in my high school, and I think... You mean even, like we're the racist? Even, <laughs> well, yeah. even, even going up a little bit north, because you're probably like, what, like maybe an hour north of me? Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm like dri- I was like, I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't remember driving to Alexandria. I was like, how long did you drive to D.C.? You know what, Bill? Honestly, most of the time going into DC would be the metro forty minutes from from Glenmont to Metro okay. Center. Okay, so it's probably about it's a forty minutes, close to an hour, Alexandria Metro. Yeah, on the Beltway, right? Which I, I just didn't do. I mean, I left home pretty much for college, so like seventeen, eighteen. So like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, and my parents wouldn't let me drive until like my senior, actually my freshman year of college. So now, I really didn't. You, you are your parents are from? Are you, are you first generation immigrant parents? Uh, you know what? What is the, 
I feel like I always different definitions. For, your I parents are from where? The, so the, the Taiwan. They immigrated. I was born. So you're here. Taiwanese? Uh, no, ethnically I'm Chinese, but I am part of my grandparents escaped. So in World War II, they left. You know, with the Chiang Kai. You know, they they were my grand. Give people grand, a history lesson because nobody knows what the fuck is going on right. outside of America. You know that my grandfathers, both of them were military. So uh, they're part of the Taiwanese military. No. China, China Chinese, okay. and and because of those resources, they had the means to get out. So yeah. my, my mom was the youngest of six, so she was actually born in Taiwan. My dad was three months old um, when you know the way that my aunt puts it, she says that you know mom, my grandmother, you know uh, put put all the put all put put all of her minks in a in a trunk, locked the door to the condo in Shanghai, thought we would be back in nine months, and we never returned. Just oh wow! Never returned. So what, what was happening? In China and Taiwan at the time, because you know, obviously, right now, it's very much in the the news sure, with the Ukraine Russia situation. In the background of like yeah. is like people. I think a lot of people, including myself, don't really know what the fuck the history of China v Taiwan and sort of the difference between that and Russia v Ukraine. Because Russia and Ukraine were like the same thing up until like what the eighties. So how yes. is China? So because right now, like China says, oh. Taiwan, that's us. Yeah. And Taiwan's like, fuck you, we're us. So what's the story there? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, the story will change depending on who you talk to. But, I mean, my... So ethnically, I'm Chinese. But, of course, you know, culturally, the family is Taiwan is yeah. Taiwanese. Because that's how my parents grew up. Um, there are native Taiwan people. But... Um, I just, a lot of people in Taiwan are basically descended from China. Yeah, I just remembered. I just what I remembered growing up. And what was weird was like every f- two years with the with the Olympics, you know, like how the Taiwanese delegation was recognized. The flag was always a controversy. I remember um, we had the Taiwan flag. Um, Around. I remember like putting up on on our wall in our house just because you know I'm gay and I like to decorate and my dad was like we have to take this down because he didn't want you know I guess now I'm realizing it was like you know Chi- Chinese native people to come into our house and see it's because it's a statement just to be like oh Taiwanese, the Taiwanese flag because the presence of anyone Chinese is because 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 if you're on the if the Chinese understanding is that. Taiwan is a part of China. Yeah. You, you know, you don't acknowledge it. But that's what happened with um, Mr. Fast and the Furious. You know, what's his name? When he like, he mentioned, he mentioned. Oh, the, the Rock? No, not the Rock. The other one. Um, he mentioned, he mentioned Taiwan. Cena. John Cena. John Cena, yeah. He mentioned Taiwan. As like an independent country. Just not, he didn't, he didn't even make a declaration. He wasn't like, Taiwan isn't it? He literally was like, so, you know, when we head to Taiwan, blah, 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 blah. Just saying, just mentioning it as its own, it's like. like Voldemort. Yes, just like giving it its own the, the dignity of of being you know of identifying it as its own place. There was like an uproar, and apparently you know the latest Fast and the Furious they were thinking of banning it, and China, and and he he got on his little TikTok with his Mandarin, which is actually quite good, really, and just got on his Apologies. knee. Oh yeah, oh, isn't that yeah. crazy? You know what's interesting about yeah. that, and we can speak more to that because I sure. know that for Top Gun, yeah, you know, that whole controversy. I because he had a jacket that had a Taiwanese a Taiwanese flag on. Like they it. had to remove it. They didn't though. They did not. No, what and happened? it's never played in China. 
Fucking give it up to TC. Wait, wait are you sure? I'm pretty it, sure it that, that China were like, China said, and I think they, they did remove it. Yeah. And then Tom Cruise was like, <laughs> and he um, and I think they put it back in. I think they it was and it's never played. It has not played in China. It hasn't aired in China, and it's still killing the game. Which is interesting because part of the deal, and uh-huh. I have you know my friends who work in the film business, mm-hmm. they will even when they're writing a script. This is what people. This is the big secret in Hollywood that people don't want to talk about. Sure. All of our entertainment, mm-hmm. particularly our films, mm-hmm. are beholden to Chinese interests. Yeah. Well, and. People don't want to talk about this. Well, I just want to mention it, but we're going back to China because I'm here. <laughs> but 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 the U.S. military interest too. Like people don't realize how much of our how much of our how many of our films and TV shows are U.S. military propaganda. propaganda. Well, I mean, like the whole Disney thing, you know, back in the day. <laughs> I oh, I, like they I, would like like have like Donald Duck recruiting videos. I mean, there was a lot of oh, weird sort sure, of sure. interaction between the government and Disney to sort of like enroll people into the military and stuff like that. Yeah, and also just. To, to cultivate patriotism. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is important. I think it's important to, it. be, to be patriotic to your country, but I, I, I think, <laughs> I feel like we should be honest too. And I think, and thanks, thanks to social media, you know, a lot the truth of a lot of, um, yeah, history, everyone's history is, is leaking out and yeah. it's fascinating to it read. Very fascinating. Yeah. I'll be on Wikipedia up until like five o'clock in the morning being like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I can't believe we did this to the native Americans. I know it's crazy. It's a whole, yeah. But Chinese people, that. Can I tell you a side little Please, please. I'm so interested in the history of... Because uh, it feels like something's coming to a head soon. <laughs> it's going to be wild. I don't know. So what? Uh, go tell me. I, well, first of all, like two years ago, I would have been afraid to even have this conversation with you, Bill. Cause I really? Because, like, yeah, because I'm like, they're going to ban my ass. You know, honestly, I was like, at this point, I'm banned already. I was like, they probably wouldn't because I'm just so gay. Like this new... Uh, uh, Xi Jinping is the current... Like he's been... Um, He's been sort of uh, stripping down the culture. He's like, he's like, he's like, taking all. Uh, China started to go more towards the Korean pop culture of like you know girly love androgynous people. Uh, some, you was know, it China where they said no more girly men, yep. no more? Oh, yeah, I thought like last Japan. year. Last year, yeah, yeah like the last day yeah, on like, TV, you can't yeah, have. Like they had, like like the Chinese were copying the the Koreans and starting to do like men's skincare line and men makeup because it's a big market. Yeah, you know, like with the K-pop and the J-pop, and they're reversing it. They're like, no, our men are masculine, and I'm like, the hell, okay. <laughs> you know, so, um, but I, so I was like, I, I'm not going to be invited to work there ever. I, you know, but the, but the, so with Top Gun Maverick though, the funny thing is, believe it or not, I auditioned for that movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have it in my email, but the thing is completely not right for it. Um, because they wanted me to, the, to, to play one of like the, the background soldiers. Yeah. And one of my friends, Kara Wang actually booked one of the, those roles because you know it's sort of like even like the original you have your like eight main characters with yeah. all the drama and then you have your back half of the class yeah. right that's yeah. kind of like walking the through everything it's still a great gig money wise because oh, you're there she made stupid money yeah. Stu- oh yeah because it was I mean it but was, you don't have any speaking parts she good luck did. here's the all thing right. she did have speaking parts she just, everything was just I mean it was all that Improv? type of ad- yeah and my and our audition all had speaking parts too oh, okay. it was all just sort of that ad-libbing like you know like you and know, some people are going to ad lib more than others. Like, I need some screen time. 
it doesn't matter because yeah. you know the director is king. But here's, here's what happened. So in 2000, and I want to say fall of 2018 is I think when the appointment came in, and I remember being like, isn't isn't Top Gun Maverick already shooting? And sure enough, like look on Deadline, they had started the beginning of 18, and they stopped in May to take a pause. And uh, shortly after the um, shortly after the casting, and my friend Kara, you know, but they put Kara. They booked a guy named Raymond Lee, who's the lead of um, the reboot of. Um, Oh my God! On that CBS show, oh, Quantum Leap. Oh yeah, and, and they booked M- Manny Jacinto, which was which was. I was like, Oh my God! They booked like three Asian people. But but it, but the thing is, I think what happened was Paramount was was noticing the shift because 2018 that that summer was also when Crazy Rich Asians came out. Oh, okay. and also so like, oh wow, there's a market that can make a, a lot of money. It's sort there they were. I think they were like, we don't want to be behind the curve, and they were probably thinking. You know, we probably could get this, at least if not in China, there are other Asian territories. You know, people just want to see people who look like them. That 2018 was also the largest role I ever got, which I did a movie. Which was? Tyra, Life Size 2. I did a movie with Tyra Life Banks. Size 2. Yeah. It was a, I shot it that summer and it was coming out in December. So it just felt like, ooh, Asian time, Asian time, Asian So wait, time. let me go back. Yeah. So you said with Tyra Banks, Life Size 2. Uh-huh. And it came out in theaters? It came out, it's on Freeform. On Facebook, but it's okay. on Disney Plus. I don't know if it's still on Disney Plus. Did you like Plus. the film? I, it's you know what. I liked the film, and you and, and you and, like your part in the film. No, I like the whole movie. I yeah. love the movie. It, it was a special time filming. I'm, what I'm saying is, this is not a movie that was trying to win any awards. This is a yes. movie that is very entertaining, family friendly, and and if you are a fan of the original Life Size, starting starring Lindsay Lohan, and you love Tyra Banks, you will love this movie. Yeah, were you a Tyra Banks fan? Yeah, so you I, got the role. I, you're like, I'm, yes, I'm bitch. Yeah, I was very very nervous, you know, being around really? her. Yeah, because she's such an icon. So was that, that wasn't your first feature film, though. No. No, no, no. I yeah. done my first. I have not done research on you. Hank, I hate to say it. <laughs> we can get to know each other now. That's, That's the whole point of this. I know. I feel like your audience isn't going to be like Bill. You didn't know because I'm. I'm not. No, some people do a lot of research and there's and I kind of feel like well. Part of me is I just get to know somebody who I think is cool through the conversation. Well, I yeah. appreciate it's that, like a buddy. First thing without the fucking. It, well, we can. I mean, that could be. Well, we can get like, to that because, according to bros, there are no first dates. That is just so the fucking. Fun. That's anyway, why you back. brought me. Here. Oh, wait, so go. So I was going to say my first. My first movie was uh, called The Angriest Man in Brooklyn, starring Robin Williams. Was, wow. And Mila Kunis, and wow. I mean, this is. I mean, the pedigree of it looked amazing. It was like Peter what year is Dinklage, this? Two thousand eleven. Um, when I when I booked it, I was like Robin Williams movie. I was like, Here I mean, we go, holy baby. shit, right? Um, it came out. In limited release, it bombed, and then three months later, he killed himself. So oh, I shit. was like, "Wow!" I was like, "This did not go." Like I thought I was in like so that came out what that was two thousand eleven. No, no, no. He, sorry, he sorry, 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 sorry. Two thousand fourteen. Okay, yeah, I apologize. No, yeah, yeah four. No, eleven is when my eleven was my first job. Two thousand okay. uh, Law and Order. But I, I just re- yeah, I, I was I, here. I am thinking like I was like probably one would you be Jumanji, but if it's like a bicentennial <laughs> man, like that'll be that'll be enough like wind beneath my wings yeah, yeah, yeah. to and it was like so that's pretty I know that happens a lot of people like this is going to be my big break and I've had a bunch of those you've and then been never... in this long enough to, there are no yeah. big breaks there are no big breaks even if I you, mean there are there are <laughs> but the thing is there are going to be your ups and downs too for sure, you know, for people, sure. people win Oscars and you never hear from them again yeah I know that's true but yeah. there's also like you, you can get that there are certain and I, I talked about it with a lot of people there are uh-huh. certain things that you can be a part of 
that are part of the, the zeitgeist. Yes. And there are things you're a part of that are massively successful. Yep. But the industry just has no interest in it. Mm. Like my buddy Amir Arison, mm-hmm. who's currently uh, doing Kite Runner on Broadway. He um, oh. he was in Girls. He had like a little recurring part on Girls. Oh, yeah. Which was, in, for some reason, that show was an industry. Everyone had pins on every actor in that fucking show. Oh, yeah. They were checking out because this is what's hot and new it was and interesting. Zeit- it was very zeitgeist. Changing yeah. the f- landscape of, of TV. Yeah. Um, and he got so much attention. And then he booked the blacklist uh-huh. and couldn't get arrested. He's a re- He's been a regular on blacklist for nine years and has done very little projects other than the blacklist because it didn't that wasn't generating interest in the industry but if you do a show like there's certain shows if you get on yeah Game of Thrones obviously then sure. it's like you get to choose your fucking film sure you know? sure um, or it, you know it gets, yeah. gets you it gets you attention so do you have you been a part of something that you felt had like a zeitgeisty feel to it yeah um it, I was I was in the first season of Transparent. Again, oh yeah, it was just a couple of. See, you work with Judith, Judith Light. I didn't work with her, okay. but so I was also uh, hosting and doing like a red carpets at the time. So I kind of uh. double dipped. I was I, I so I went back on set with the with the crew to do like their BTS and got to chit chat with all of the cast members. Yeah, I was in episode That's four. Cool. Yeah, it was. I, I had how a, many episodes of Transparent? Did you do? Literally just one. Just one, and it. I, 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 it would it alter the trajectory of my for career. sure because that show particularly that first season because it was because it was Amazon yeah and, and everyone it was a brand new that hadn't been done before that character hadn't been presented yes now of course you couldn't do that show because you couldn't play have a trans person being played by a straight a man straight guy who's trying to bang all the fucking people in the yeah 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 no <laughs> I mean it's funny where you're like wow like what a time because at that time it really was magical to be of like course. affiliated with something like that yeah. and I wasn't even part of like the core cast I was a guest cast member for one episode yeah but I got a lot of auditions you know like shortly after like within months I booked criminal my you know what I mean like yeah. it just my career started to sure. started to pick up in LA and in New York I had done so much time there um, where when I when and not feeling like I, I could get arrested but I also think that coming to LA I already had the training and maybe a little bit of maturity now, in me yeah let's go back to, a little yeah. so, so training you, you were in Maryland uh-huh. high school now very traditional Asian family, yep. I'm assuming. Yep. <laughs> You're going Not to be support. a doctor, a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. That plays that Tiger pl- Mom. That plays excellent concert level piano at church. Oh, you <laughs> that, did? That's what you, they, you, no, 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 no. That's what they wanted. Well, what what did they kind of like try to shoehorn you into? All the all the series, all the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They try. You know. And did you? When did oh, you come yeah. out? I came out. In my private life. Okay, well, I'll tell you this. I started hooking up with guys. Uh, in college, uh-huh. my Christian college, by the way, <laughs> but not with, but not with classmates. Not with. It was like you went out to the town. I went on to the message boards. It was actually kind of. Yeah, uns- tell me how this worked. Tell me how because I, I don't know why I'm always very fascinated about like because gay culture changes exponentially yeah. in America, and there are times where everything was. So, like, I just interviewed Cameron Esposito. Yeah, I love Cameron She's Esposito. Yeah, and she fucking trounced me in this podcast. She just like schooled me, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ma'am." Oh, really? <laughs> just kind of like, well, she's smart. She's very smart. She was whipping me about by the ears. So, um, but she was telling a story about coming out at Boston College, which is a Catholic college, oh. and she's she's 
younger than so I was thinking well it can't be it could have been that hard in the knots in the 2000 knots mm. and apparently it still was mm. so I don't know like what year were you did you come out because I mean it was, it was yeah it was the late in my head I'm like oh beginning 2003 nobody cared anymore in my stupid head oh, but they of course it's not the definitely case. care well because you were already in LA Bill no one in LA cares well, also, right? I was in New York theater by that point you know what I mean? okay I was in grad yes. school at NYU for acting sure so. oh you were in NYU wait you were in grad school grad at NYU school, yeah. holy yeah. shit Bill I tried I so Zelda Fitzchandler <laughs> Oh, Zelda, yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Van Lue is my guy. He's my acting coach. I, yeah. Damn. Oh, so you did you see your classmate, Deborah Messing and Bros? Were you like, hey, what's up? Well, yeah, she was obviously much older than me. She is, but... Um, no, I tried to get... I, I had to shoehorn my way into the New York scene through, uh, you know, a, a second-tier acting program. I went to the Actors Studio um, MFA at Pace University. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but is yeah, I definitely... Two-year three-year program? It's a three-year. Uh-huh. I did I did two. I yeah. decided not to do my third year. Oh, wow. It, just, it was... We can talk about that in a, in a minute. I mean, it's a decision that I'm, I'm, I stand behind, and I'm glad, and I saved $40,000 yeah, by, yeah, by, sure. by leaving early. But no, I, I I remember Zelda. She was very she was very sweet at my audition. She can't be alive anymore, right? She I think she she did die. Yeah, yeah. she was a hundred when I was there. She was yeah, but I mean you know it was cool to but she was like was she the creative director at Arena Theater in DC? Arena to, Sage, yeah, Arena she Sage, was. which you know mm-hmm. I felt that you know I mean like not getting NYU was like heartbreaking, but everything happens I believe for a reason. And also I mean whatever man, I mean I went to you know I went to undergrad Princeton, yeah, grad school, and, you know very but like. What did you study in Princeton? Aerospace engineering. But the thing is, my parents would have been so proud of you, and then so disappointed when you became an actor. Unbelievable. (laughs) But the thing is, what's your SAT? At a sixteen hundred. Oh, you know what? My my older brother got perfect score. He got sixteen hundred. Uh huh. And then my eldest brother got like fifteen forty. I think I got a fourteen hundred. What? Which is like uh, I know the scores are different because this is a long time. No, 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 no. Sixteen. Well, actually, I think the sixteen was perfect. Now it's different. Now it's the, the a three test, or something. I think, I think the test has evolved. But when I was, you know, I was also out of sixteen hundred. I think I got, I think I got a twelve ninety or thirteen hundred, yeah. yeah. which is good enough, but not good enough for Ivy. What? What does your parents do that they raise such intelligent young men? I'll, I'll tell you this, Hank. This is like a, you know, not a lot of people know this. And it's weird because it comes up in my comedy. Yeah. Because I talk about being like half white half trash uh-huh. I'm talking about having like a lot of trailer park and drunk Irish people in my family yeah. uh, and then I talk about how my brothers are doctors and they're married to doctors mm-hmm. and people kind of go mm-hmm. at one point Katie Cazorla said like you know uh, what like you should say like your bro- your brother's somehow it's a little weird because the, the truth is like when the movie Goodwill Hunting came out yeah. I called my brother Jim I was like Jim there's a movie about you <laughs> you have to watch this movie it's based on we you we have to sue Matt Damon we have to file a because suit because my brother was a is um was a fucking lunatic he was a delinquent he would get arrested he would get in fights he was just like but he was a fucking genius he got 1600 SATs he just got it he ended up being yeah. part of a think tank at Harvard where he got his PhD uh, now he's a professor at McAllister and my eldest brother Don, same thing. He was like, he graduated. They both graduated number one high school. The longest short of the story is, yeah. My mom never went to college. Irish drunk. My dad was like, he went to USC actually, and just became like a like a low level, you know, bureaucrat engineer. Yeah. Um, and they had like a very like sort of start off lower class, working way to the middle class in my lifetime. My mom's family, they were in trailers or in jail or in prison. My um, goodness. And then, um, so. My my 
English teacher wrote an article mm-hmm. that got picked up by Reader's Digest. Oh, about parenting. This is like in the '90s, and it was saying like people say parenting's about this, that, that. Like here's here's a here's the truth. Uh, here's a high school dropout, the declaration, married to a yeah. like a C student, mm-hmm. and they have two valedictorians, mm. and ath- and the third one's very athletic <laughs> or something. Like that. But they were basically like, what's the secret to? And it was basically like, well, they were, my parents were just there. Now little they know, but my mom was there all the time because you know it's hard to get out of the house when you're drunk. That's funny. But the thing is, okay. so. So it was a weird. It was weird. Let me put it this way: it was weird. I'm not that smart. My two older brothers are fucking two of the smartest people I've ever known. Well, in my life. you're good enough. I mean, uh, at the very minimum, you are a good test taker because that's what the education system. Oh, that's is. all. That's all I learned to do. I learned how to take tests, and that was actually you learned good. it. Had I don't want to brag, but I was pretty good at cheating. I did. Didn't we all do that? <laughs> I feel like you all. You have to have your little cohorts of. But honestly, I was like, I think that's part of the education too, because in adult life. Everybody be cheating everybody. Yeah, you want to sh- take your shortcuts manu- when you can. Yeah, it's all the it's all about the maneuvering and the, you know, I, I don't think I don't support straight up criminal activity. Yeah, but you certainly, you know, like, I'm, I try to I try to earn my money. You know, the the honest way through through uh, hard negotiations and yeah. <laughs> and uh, through uh, t- tax refunds. That's yeah. my you know just get every everything to your advantage. I think when I was. In high school, and and like middle school and high school, when it came to school yeah. and testing, I think I realized like it's bullshit. It doesn't mm. matter, man. Mm. It does. You're not going to remember this shit. Mm. You're not going to use this shit. So do what you can to get the grades. I wish I I wish I had learned that earlier. I I I, I cared so much. Yeah, I, I cared so much because my parents cared so much. Sounds of like course. sounds like your mom was like, oh, my just- par- <laughs> the funny thing about my parents were like. They're like, look, if you guys get to go to college, <laughs> they were just like, I hope our kids go to college. That was the dream. Yeah, please don't Literally die. Literally nothing more than go to college. They stay off the streets. We, we yeah. went to like really, f- like T.C. Williams was a fucked up public school. You know what I mean? Like there were like riots and drive-by shootings Jesus. and all sorts of shit. I didn't know Alexandria, Virginia was wild. Like oh, that. yeah. We couldn't even have night football games because of uh, because Ga- of violence oh and rape and shit like that. No, T.C. Williams was, was pretty famous for that. So, um... So my parents were like, if you guys get through and you get to college, uh-huh. we'll pay for it. And they were thinking like, at best maybe UVA, Montgomery College, like you know, <laughs> G- George Mason, okay. or William and Mary. I mean, all good schools yeah. in Virginia, but they were thinking, okay, they're going to go to Virginia school, right? William and Mary. Or my dad like, grew yeah. up out, outside USC, so he went to USC. You know, that's what you do. Uh, you go to the college the, the in your local, state. Right? They had no idea about Ivy League or didn't think about it. There was no thing, yeah, about Ivy League. And then Don, my eldest brother, came along, and he was just this crazy fucking genius. He was number one his entire educational uh-huh. career in, in, in high school, and he got into Cornell as an engineer. So that was an Ivy League. They're okay. This is cool, Ivy League. So he got an Ivy League, and then Jim, number one, sixteen hundred SATs. He got into Penn. Ivy Leagues. They both got rejected by Princeton. Oh, my English teacher writes an article saying like Princeton's elitist and fucking. And like white supremacists, they're not letting in these brilliant kids because they're not, they're not uh, rich and they're not from a legacy name. Yeah. The next year I get in, 
So did I deserve to get into Princeton? Of course not. Did anyone else deserve to get into Princeton? Of course not. Is college a fucking scam? Of course well, it is. Well, it's a crapshoot because they're, they're, you're being evaluated. You're being compared to everyone else who's applying. They're yeah. trying to create like a diverse, you know, yeah. cast. And so I'll say this about, class, about yes. NYU grad mm-hmm. school and, and Princeton in the same way. You get there, you go, this is one of the most prestigious schools in the country for mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. How did I get in here? And then you spend the rest of your time there going, how did he get in here? How the fuck did she get in here? Who the fuck are these people? Like, literally, you start going like, oh, it's bullshit. It's, it's not the best of the best. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's a stamp of approval. They do see something in you, you know, they think. But, I mean, I look at the, the a lot of the classmates that I went to, to school with, um, or just at pace, at pace. Are any of them doing really well in the business? One is um, not just me. Well, like what? Like people that are hanging on and like making a living. Yeah. I think it's really like just a like handful. And when I, I, I mean like less than, I mean like yeah, less yeah. than five. Oh, we have a oh. guest. Hold on a sec. A little bit of a pause there. A little bit of a pause. Yeah, yeah classmates, and some of them are working. So, I mean, most most of them are not making a living in as as acting in acting, which is what like one percent of the people who do it actually are. I actually, I mean, that's what. Well, but the thing is, like, we were a grad program, so I felt like. Oh, if you because BFA, I thought the one of the biggest scams was like undergrad, like a BFA in acting. Because I mean, it, it was like eight hundred people would get accepted. Because yeah. I know people who went to NYU undergrad, yeah, undergrad, and and you know they're like, oh, what school were you in? Wait, you know, and and all these things. And yeah, I was like eight hundred people. You know, yeah. it's and 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 the people who, um. You know, I think it's hard to hang on. What because because and also I think for women too because women definitely have a shelf life of especially if they want to have a family and if they want to have children, and then um, you know I think for men I think there's probably just that like dignity and like embarrassment thing. You know, if you're like pushing thirty and you haven't like gotten your Law and Order credit, people are like, "What are you doing?" You know, you feel like a, a prob- you know probably that's so funny about the Law and Order credit because it's so fucking true. Pro- probably for I mean for a straight men with your little machismo thing, you know. What I mean? Did you, did you did you do a Law and Order? Of course you did. Oh, I did the trifecta. You oh, gotta shit. do the trifecta, bro. But, uh, but you know, it's funny about that. When I first, or you, gra- you have to go back and do the fourth. You know, Maloney's back, right? They have a new. They have, I know. I think there's only like three people who've done, who've done, just regarding the new one because there was another Law and Order, like Law and Order organized crime. Yeah, there were four. There's only like like four or five actors who've done all four. There was one that was also focused, I think, on the jury. The jury. Well, there I, was I so, so SVU, Criminal Intent, and the regular Law and Order. I've done those three. OG, yeah. And then and then there was like Law and Order, the one I just said. There was a new one. Organized like, Crime. Organized That's Crime. That's the current one. Was oh, it the cor- current one? I think so. And there was another one that, that was like two seasons got canceled. Yeah. So only like four actors did that. Yeah, and he had his little offshoots too. Like he had like Conviction. I remember that show. Oh, Dick remember, Wolf, yeah. Yeah. Dick Wolf, he, he was honestly, I, 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 was, I was like, that man is, I was like, artists, young artists, if you want to be inspired and if you want to like know what it takes to succeed, go look at Dick Wolf's 
IMDb because what I've realized is people only remember you for your successes. Yes. And I used to be, I was raised to just be terrified of failure because sure. like a bad grade was not like a learning opportunity in my family. A bad grade was like a blight on our entire dynasty. That's what my parents <laughs> made me feel like. So I was afraid to try because I might fail. Sure. And then if you look at like Dick Wolf's, um, go look at his credits at the beginning of his stuff there's all these shows that it's like 13 episodes 26 episodes or just TV movies which means they were pilots it's just like oh all of these shows that I have never heard of yeah and then boom boom Law and Order just that yeah. one you know all oh I did I did a Dick Wolf show that failed it was a show called Feds it was my first uh, show I ever did it was my first show I ever I auditioned for was he was involved guest star back and then? I played a Nazi oh god I auditioned for Dick that's incredible yeah. I, obviously I've never met the man and yet. I had no idea who the fuck he was <laughs> and I was just like and I got the part and I was like they're like you, who you auditioned for I was like he was kind of like he had like a weird wart and they're like Dick Wolf I was like yeah he's in the room that's so cool you know who I auditioned for that I was like, I can't believe I met him. Um, Leonard Goldberg, who created um, Charlie's Angels, and he was oh, wow. he, he was one of the, like the super producer. He so he he did Blue Bloods. That was like his final oh, credit. Yeah. He just passed, you know, a couple of years oh, ago. Shit, yeah. But he was at all. I mean, I auditioned for that show four times, and then I finally got an episode. Oh, um, but he was in there every single time. I was like, this man is old school. Yeah, you know, I heard that's what they used to do, like Aaron Spelling, and they. they I mean, they they oh, used yeah. to they they loved to meet. Actors, they were there when to fir- meet. When I actors. first would come to LA in the early 2000s for for pilot season, oh. which thank God I don't even think about that shit anymore. Yeah, I'm sure it exists, but I just don't we're not care. As, we're not I'm as too, hungry. I'm too old. <laughs> I remember like I'm going there for pilot season. Anyway, yeah. and also you discover stand up, and your world has a slightly different meaning because you kind of are more focused on. Uh, telling the perfect dick joke, yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to like getting a part for ABC Family. So I, um, but yeah, you'd be you'd be in the room, you'd show up in like all these, and luckily I was so ignorant. Like mm-hmm. I'm not from a show business family, mm-hmm. as we discussed. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know that, so I would just show up, and, and then people are like this person's a person who did. I'm like, oh, this person's the oh. Um, then then once I start getting aware of how how. Quickly, these people could change your lives. I start getting nervous. I start being a shitty, yes, I start being a shitty auditioner. Exactly. I start getting cotton mouth in the room and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I my first network test, um, I, I was like shaking. The sides were the the paper was rattling in my hands. Yeah. But it was and it was an. I'll tell you who was in the. It was it was an it was an NBC Universal pilot. So like the people that are in the room now are all like heads. So Bella Baharia, who was like the head of Netflix development, yeah. was at Universal. I mean, it was it was like eighteen people. I was like, oh my. God, this is a one-man show. I'm used to, like, at most three or four, right? And next thing you know, there's all these well-heeled, you know, people, and they're sitting, and I felt like I was, I mean, it was like a black box theater. It was was 18, 20 people in rows of chairs right in front of you. The way you used to do that, like, in a dark room, a theater, and you get on a stage or a black box room. It was very odd. Yeah, it was was just, I was just like, this is, this can't be conducive to good performances. No, because no one's laughing if it's a comedy. They were well, either they laughed too hard in a fake way, 
Or they don't laugh at all. They give you the they give you the gracious laughter. They give you the <laughs> yeah. right, just a little bit of the you know they they you know the feeling bad you know that we, the we got to give them something because yeah. But <laughs> I, but it was though through those experiences that I realized oh you know what about what getting a job is getting a job is being able to get through that. So it was yeah. just about building the confidence. I mean, stand up has has always helped live performance for sure. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I I would think that stand. But I got to tell you the biggest change for me. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because we have similar. We're, we're we're like the same we're person. Kind of actors right? who went to graduate school for acting. <laughs> I can't believe who later became yet. comics. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're the same. I'm kidding. You're much younger than me. But the Do point you is, not consider yourself an actor, though. You are an actor. You're literally shooting a show with Hillary Swank right now. Yeah, um, I should be up there right now. I'm playing, I know. I'm playing hooky. But um, I think that. Uh, no, no, no! I'm for sure an actor. I mean, I've been on I've been on Broadway for three productions. I've, mm. I've done like a dozen off Broadway shows. I was a theater dude. Love. I that. was smoking cigarettes with a turtleneck in the rain. Like, let me think about my character. I was like very much that. Were guy. you a cigar? Oh, were, were not a cigar? Sorry, it's not a cigar. Were you a um, method man? Were you like? Did you did you I love like that? Period. I was like that, was like that pseudo method. Like, I just wanted to be like I would Good. do things to myself. Or my body for a role because I thought it made me uh, like I would get like a, I'd get my ear pierced for if a role oh I get my ear pierced or I'd shave my head sh- yeah. or I would gain weight the or animal. I would lose weight right. or I would um you're very serious Is yeah that- so I would do shit like that that was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do yeah. shit that's gonna make me more like the character it, it does help though it does it's help bullshit it does I mean wardrobe you know you know from TV from wardrobe shoes hair oh, makeup yeah. they really do give instill in you yes like, I'm a very like, I'm a very very outside in actor, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. Like, I, I kind of have to give myself like a, a physical sort of um, uh, shape uh-huh. and sort of understanding to kind of uh, to kind of feel like I'm the character, right? Like you know, what I mean? same thing with accents, accents too, right? And I do a bit about that. And as silly as that bit is, it's funny. As silly as that Bill. bit is, I also um. It's kind of true. Mm-hmm. Like you got to think about, like you know, how you make your mouth is kind of like you, you, you sort of like yep. how you fucking, you know. I relate to how you like treat a dick and stuff, but it's very silly. But at the same time, like <laughs> when you, do, I, I do so many accents in acting mm. that I, I always kind of like. I love experiment like shapes of mouth. Where's your tongue placement? How how your lips spread? Like where what are where are the lips Who working or not? Your spe- what was your speech? Was it Linklater speech? <sighs> oh, Christina um, Linklater, your vocal training? No, she wasn't there. It was um, no, she's Columbia, but her method. At least when I got to grad school, her, her people were everywhere. Like the Linklater yeah. method of like releasing the natural voice. It was really weird because I kind of think that most of the stuff I did at NYU was bullshit. Yeah, like truly bullshit. Grotowski. Like, tr- Truly, 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 like, truly, truly, truly. Like, give, me, give me the most, give me the most like ridiculous, um, like like exercise where you're like, you're like, please. Kill well, me. I mean, the amount like, of time that we spent uh-huh. in speech class. By the way, I was, I was like, when before I got in NYU, uh-huh. the, the 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 speech woman, okay, took me into a room, uh huh, and looked into my mouth, oh my god, to figure out where my lisp was coming from. Did you have a lisp? Yeah. Well, you don't now. I have a little bit of one, and if I if I talk about it more, it'll come out. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But it, it, it was something that ha- haunted me for forever. They fixed it. Yeah, they didn't fix it. They did not fix it at all. They gave or they gave you a tool to reduce they it. They didn't. I had to figure that out on my own after graduate. School. No kidding. Yeah, I, I had to actually do like a fucking uh, Rocky montage, travel the planet, figure out my my voice and my speech to learn how to be on stage. In a way where I could actually project, uh-huh. and I could actually like be 
and my diction is still terrible. Don't get me wrong. You can see your words cleanly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it was it was in in graduate school. They were like, well, you got like a little bit of a lisp. Mm-hmm. So let's let's try to see. Look in your mouth. See if you have like problems. There. Sure. Um, but the biggest waste of time was they would spend days upon days upon days, weeks and months on iambic pentameter for Shakespeare. Oh my goodness, the little rhythm of the. Yeah. And you're like, well, but this one, wouldn't you stress this one? Well, you know, sometimes there are exceptions. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Just talk. Yeah. First of all, no one here is going to. One of us is going to do Shakespeare for the rest of our lives. Yes. Everyone else will do it like one or two times and then never do it again. Yeah, the period stuff. I, I Going to this, there was a lot of stuff where I was like, I, I'm just trying to get a paycheck on TV. You know what I mean? So 100%. It was, and those yeah. are the people who get rewarded in the graduate programs. They do. The people get celebrated, not the ones who are doing fucking Shakespeare in a regional theater in fucking Wichita. They're the ones who are on TV in L.A. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the people who... Yeah, well, I remember... The attitudes of some of my classmates, the pretentious... I mean, the, I think it's one girl... Oh, yeah, it's retarded. Well, one girl was like, when I graduate, I <laughs> hope to be a real actor. I would never do a show on the CW. I was like, you would be lucky to test for a CW pilot. Yeah. And, bitch, when you sign your test and you see they're paying you 30000 an episode, you sure as hell will do of that course, show. that's stupid. Are that, you crazy? And you, you are brainwashed into thinking that way when you're in school like oh these people are sold out and they did sitcoms but I'm at McCarter Theater in New Jersey doing a fucking uh, Moliere play I'm a real actor who gives a fuck I'm a real actor and I think and you're poor and you're eating ramen noodles you have a cat bitch shut up yeah and they fail to realize that like because we had we had the TV show so we were in you can see little young little Hank in like the audience of all of these old tapings of the inside with James Lipton inside the actor's studio oh yeah that was where you went that was part of yeah we oh, went, okay. He was cool. He was a cool cat. But that's because the dude was like 76, yeah. 76, 80. And I think when you're that old, if you've had like a good life, you're like, you, you know, you just don't stress out. It was always, it was the teachers that were like mean as hell, mean uh-huh. as hell. But he invited us to his house for Christmas. It's yeah. like beautiful brownstone, like the upper east side. It was, it was amazing. Was, but, he, was he gay? Was he married? Was no, he no, no. He's, he, he's, he's very heterosexual. He has a, he, he's, he's, he's just in, you know, well, actually, you know, you know what's funny? He's not English. He's American, but people always impersonate him with an accent. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> Just the way he carries himself. His, yeah. his wife uh, was was is, I should say you know is he's no longer no longer with us, yeah. but um, she's beautiful. Her name is Katakai. And cool little trivia thing is she was she is the original Miss Scarlet on the box of Clue. So when the game came out in the sixties <laughs> or the seventies, you know that that painting those were real models. <laughs> That's great. But, so. It's that's her and yeah. so he yeah and she was very committed and yeah he yeah. loved his actors and he, he loved acting you yeah, know yeah, he um sure. yeah he do you would. remember any interviews for the actor studio that really stuck with you like any actors that you watch you're like this fucking changed my life this interview oh god i think is it bad that like none are coming to me right now i, I think remember bradley cooper was in when bradley in cooper actor re- studio, right? yes i mean yeah when he returned to the school that was like the biggest day yeah. of lipton's life because yeah. i mean and, and i and i think it really was an achievement but what they don't what i think was was um glossed over mm-hmm. is that Cooper's success was not because of the studio uh, because of the program Cooper six Cooper would have uh, Cooper's path was something he made for himself uh, of course and in fact because he, he didn't hit right away he did not and in fact he um like he did an episode he, he it, it was you know it was similar to 
well, it's not similar to me because I'm not a Cooper level star, but I was represented within my first year of getting of in of going to New York. So I was actually going to um, to, to to the pier to audition for Law and Order in between like you know voice class and act class, you know, uh, and and it was hard to balance. And I they were they were hard. Look. I don't think I was the best student. I think, like, as soon as I saw um, the opportunities that, that were actually out there yeah. and the money that could have been made with television and commercials, like, I, did che- I? I did check out. I was like, I don't want to roll around on the floor for 90 minutes and pretend to be a monkey yeah. or, or, or like and an, or an elephant. about my childhood abuse. Yeah. Or um, we did a lot of that. We did we conjured up dead people, touched their faces, and yelled at them yeah. and stuff. Like, it was, it was painful. Which is fine, it, but it was, three years, it was hard. It was hard. But I, and because also at that level, you're going in for like co-stars and shit so yeah so you're like wow you get to just come up and you say your three lines and it's all about yeah. easy and natural yes. but they they um i was penalized i mean they i, w- I had for auditioning I, yeah for yeah. for well it let some of them it led to tardiness i was uh yeah. led into meetings they were like you're not serious about the program yeah. you were not and and i feel like had had lipton had people at the top known about that they would have supported it because Bradley Cooper apparently he was in Sex in the he did an episode of Sex in the City uh-huh. was he was in school and you know people love that and then um, it's bullshit and yeah. then he skipped graduation because he got booked uh, in Wet Hot American Summer he had to shoot Wet Hot American Summer yeah but it's because he you know he became a success that they were like oh my god we supported him whereas um, oh, you know I mean I hate it they they, they yeah. don't tell my name around oh, that school and NYU <laughs> if you book <laughs> something in your third year yeah and you like a movie uh-huh. I booked a movie my third year uh-huh. and I and I said there's a lead in a movie okay and you know it's hard to get leads in movies it, it, now it wasn't like a studio film who's the but director the, you know, I gotta look at it the film was called uh, Love God I think was a film okay but it was about a guy who had a mental illness where he had he read everything he saw it was like a weird thing oh, it was wow. a weird comedy but the film, but I can only went to Sundance. You were it went to Sundance and won awards. Did you? Were you in it? No, I couldn't do it. What? He's like, no, Bill. You know, you gotta, you gotta fucking follow up there. And I, they wouldn't let me do the film, and it would have just been like two weeks of filming. It was a lead in a feature film, and at the time, like you're so deluded about acting and opportunity and everything else that you think like. I'll get so many leads in feature films. This is no big deal. And that's what they tell you. They're like, look, when you get out of school, trust me. But they were basically like, we'll kick you out if you do this film. I was going to say, what was the threat? The threat yeah, was... The threat is you, like, the threat is like the, since you're a conservatory in a class of 18 people, they will have to vote on whether or not you're allowed back into the program. It's fucking bullshit. I think that is so... It's... it's That is that cult-like controlling... It's so dumb. And I was raised Christian, so I know that type of, like, do you want to be in the family or not? Ugh. You know, the type of, like, do you want to be a part of the community or not? And I, you know, I, I, I you know... None of us hang out with each other. I mean, very few of us hang out with each other. I wish you had the balls to walk away. <laughs> but you know what? Look, the life that you, you have is the life that you were meant to lead. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I, I feel... But the people who did walk away and did, and did do movies, or, and like they, they usually were able to stay in the program. Yeah, it's, well, especially you know, lots of NYU people drop out to, to even not even like to become stars, like to go on to go Broadway or tours yeah. and to do rent, you know. So, yeah. and when they become famous, NYU is definitely like, oh my god, you won't yeah. believe who went to NYU. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you so, yeah. you know who went to NYU was Wood Harris. You know Wood Harris. Yeah. Black, black actor, tall Wood black Harris. actor. I was gonna say Ed Harris. Wood Harris. I was gonna say tall Wood. black actor. He he did The Wire. He okay. did like. Anyway, 
when he was in school, he booked above the rim. Oh. Now he's he's from the ghettos of Chicago. He's from the South Side Chicago. Poor family. Yeah. No money in the family, and he's offered a huge supporting stu- film part in a studio film. Probably schedule two- probably sixty five thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah. The money was. he's never seen. No, you can't imagine in a big fucking part. Yeah. And I remember uh, hearing that like. They they were debating kicking him out of the program, and it was his last year. They're going to they, they had a big meeting to decide whether or not they were going to kick him out because of it. I'm like fuck you. What, what ended up happening? He, he ended up graduating from from NYU. And he did the movie, but he did the movie. Oh, good for him. But they but they're like guys, we should. You, that's not fair. Shut up, cunt. Who cares? Yeah, do you, I have a question too. Your teachers in the program were a lot of them. Do you feel like there was resentment on their part that, you know... That they're not actors? That they weren't weren't working as much as, you know... Because I'll tell you this. We had... I mean, Ellen Burstyn, you know, would teach and stuff. But, like, Ellen Burstyn, like, she would come... She's a legend. Yeah, because she was um, a president. I think she still is the president of the studio. But but they would have... um, guest teachers with you know you know uh, do do uh weekly classes but just for like like oh for eight weeks you have this person for four weeks you have mm-hmm. this person ellen burson like up and left in the middle of one of these little runs to do a movie and yeah. i was like nobody was like well how dare ellen burson doesn't like commit to the students of the program oh, man, you get me worked up here you get me worked up Hank. i fucking <laughs> it's a these programs prom- are fucking scams man it's a little bit how much it's was, so much fucking money how dude. much was your my, my tuition was twenty nine thousand. it was around year. the same it was around the was same was it really maybe a little bit less because okay it was a little earlier earlier but um, yeah. But it was yeah, it was at least like sixty grand. I had to fucking go into Hawk for that, and it's just like and so if you go into Hawk sixty grand and you get a lead offer for a lead in a movie, yeah, you do it. Yeah, shut up. You yeah. do it. And it wasn't like I was auditioning. I was doing a weird midnight show called Hot Keys. And somebody saw you. Found out by a guy named Jeff Weiss who yeah. just passed away. He's oh, my fucking. He's God my mentor. He's my fucking heart. Uh-huh. He 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 saved me from graduate school because graduate school was all this fucking bullshit in your ear about this and that and what it yeah. means to be an actor and blah 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 and Chekhov and Shakespeare. And, <laughs> and then Jeff Weiss was like, I'd show up to rehearsal with him. He'd be like. You just say, hey, you want to hit this joint? We're just oh. going to fucking go out there and wing it. And it was, like, so creepy. But then meanwhile, you'd go out there. And I had no idea at the time. But you'd uh-huh. go out there, and there'd be, like, Kevin Klein was in the audience. Oh, wow. Fucking um, Francis McDormand was the audience. Uh, the chick, the older woman from Mom would be right. in it. Right, so, right, But he had this weird legendary. Cameron Crowe would be in it. Alison Jane would be in it. Cameron Crowe would come. Mm-hmm. He had this weird legendary New York theater presence. Mm. And then these people were all seeing me. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Some guy, and, and it was very gay. It was very gay, okay. and I was and you were I was gay, bitch. and you were adorable. when I was like Blonde, when I was like twenty adorable. years old, I was fucking ripped. I was a go-go dancer in New York. No, was, you weren't. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you you so you literally. Oh wow, yeah. that's funny. You you wore you put you put on Hot the pants and, and the fucking work boots and fucking yeah. Get your dollar bills sometimes. Not yeah, thong was rare. I only did thong a couple times. But it was like hot pants, some, a diaper one time at Webster Hall. Anyway, so um, I'm. Go build, yeah. So and then a guy, like a gay guy, approached me on the sure. street. It was on Second Avenue. Yep. Uh, PS one twenty two, and he was like, "Still a little shady." He's like, I'm yeah. doing a, I'm doing a, a production for and I'd love you to play the prince if you want to do it. And I'm going like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this dude's trying to fuck me. I was like, okay, yeah, now no, I'm in school, I can't do it. It was on Broadway. Mm. He'd offer me a, bro- a part in a Broadway show, just walking by, and I you. didn't even fucking know. 
because you uh, found out later when you saw the <laughs> when marquee, I saw Starship on the marquee, I was like, you're oh, like, shit. you're like, this shit's the direction square. Like, Motherfucker. Anyway, so the point, I, it, it's just weird that they that they give you this. They feed you this fucking bullshit about how important it is to finish, and nobody cares because it's, it's about it's, it's a name on a resume. I think it's because it's about control. Yeah, it, because they want you know it's 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 that like abandonment. And by thing, the way, yeah. you can just write that you went to NYU grad school on your resume, and no one's going to check. <laughs> you can be like Tehran and say you, you're a lawyer, no one's going to check. <gasps> Wait, is he not really a lawyer? Anyway, moving on. Ah, so, um, Bill, I, you know what I will say? I, I don't regret. I'll say this because I, you know, I didn't stay the entire time. I did not, you know, they, I, but I, I don't regret going. Yes. And I, but I don't, and I also don't regret leaving because it got me to New York. And I do believe that what they taught us, the foundations of acting, mm. th- those tools were helpful. Sure. I think they were to the extreme. I think that, I don't know how a program like that is run now because I think, I think the way that some of those methods are, uh, imposed and taught on students i think they're i think they're um they can be a little emotionally reckless i mean like here you are again like conjuring up dead people that in you know that you that you never talk you know lost grandmother lovers that won't call you back you know what i mean you're rolling around and then and you're and you're and they're like terrific now go to the text and you're like saying you know and now you're like reading and then they're like excellent next you know like they just sort of you know there's no therapy that comes yeah, in there's yeah. and then you're being graded on it and then you that see makes sense. and then you see you get a b plus you're like the fuck i just poured my whole goddamn heart you know an what emotional I mean? breakdown for a b plus you, you know what i'm saying so it was, i thought it was just a very you know it if it, 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 it felt there was the training was good. I hope that there's there's got to be a better way to uh, to extract great performances from young actors without going to those levels of emotional abuse. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? For it's sure. just the same way that I think like n- just recently there have been intimacy coordinators, but, oh, but, yeah. but for 70, 80 years prior, if it was a sex scene, action, go forth. You know, you yeah. never knew if your co-star was going to stick the finger up your butt or grab your titties or, or, or just stick a chunk. You. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we'll just catch. All right, let's go again. Okay, you yeah. guys kiss. Then you get, t- you get a tongue in your mouth. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, they, they put a piece of cardboard between you and your your co-star's boner and then it's you know what i'm saying like oh i know, I know. so so now there. so i think the industry i think culturally we have changed we are protecting yeah, for people sure. better yeah um but yeah sorry i don't know wow with this we re- we're like are we re-triggering we're, each other we're bro? really we really we're really we want i want to talk to you about the movie bro we, we are so, we're also, going so deep into grad we school are talk. so not getting invited back to any of these reunions no never never, never. i wouldn't even they fucking ask the only thing i would do they if, they, if they said would you want to come back and speak if I got like really big, if they wanted me to come back and speak, you're like, I would come back. Set, I would come back and set. see and say and and just say, guys, enjoy enjoy New York, <laughs> enjoy New York. Seriously, like see everything, do everything, enjoy New York because this shit. This fucking yeah. fifth floor of Tish building yeah. is bullshit. Enjoy New York. I, oh, you know what? Sorry, this you saying that reminded me. Were you like, was there anything sitting in the audience of like those tapings that you that stuck out to you? This is what I, what stuck out to what me. What do you mean uh, of the of the of the James Lipton inside the actor studio tapings? You said, <sighs> were there any guests or celebrities where things? I, I, it always no, you just it, asked me twenty. It always ago. gave me a sense of agita watching that. It, okay, well here's okay, but but this is. When you know, twenty minutes ago, when you asked me, and I was like, "Oh, nothing really stands out." Here's what I will say: I will say, like, 
like all of the my classmates because they bring some big stars i mean like sarah jessica oh, came to sure. produce to, to like promote sex in the city too and to, you know what i mean like uh, like all the classmates coming all over themselves being like oh my god we've got to like michelle pfeiffer's here you know like just and most of these guests did not go to grad school. You know of course saying? not. Of course yes. not. Yes. They're, out, they're out in LA starting early. That's what it was. 100%. And it was and it was so interesting that some of them didn't even like speak the same language that we had been <laughs> taught to. Uh, like for instance, like like oh, like man. like we like I think someone was like, "How did you go about care?" Someone asked Sarah Jessica Parker. They were like, "How did you go about creating the character of Carrie Bradshaw?" And Sarah Jessica, God bless her, she's very sweet. You know, and she and I think when you when when an actor student asking that. I think you know what they're asking. So Sarah Jessica answers. She says, I didn't create the role of Carrie Bradshaw. Candace Bushnell created the role of Carrie Bradshaw. And I'm just so grateful that I am able to embody such a wonderful... It was like, no, no, bitch. People are asking about their yeah, process. Yeah, 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 do you yeah. like... Your, people are like, do yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, what do you... What, do you do vocal exercises? Do yes, you where's your, your mind? finger down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> if Carrie Bradshaw were an animal, what animal would she be? <laughs> but, but that's because that's where all of our minds are at and even yeah. the very good actors um you know like they're all celebrities like people of course like francis or Mer- like like truly prestigious actors you know everyone's like oh i would never want to be on a cw show fame is important i was like well all the actors we love are famous so yeah, <laughs> like how do you expect bizarre. to have an impact as, yeah, an, as no one's an artist like, oh that regional theater actor in fucking kalamazoo no everyone's like val kilmer i was like well val kilmer played batman you and know also, what I mean? didn't he drop out of juilliard as well I think I think he dropped so. out because he was booking some shit. Yeah, it's it's the the whole the whole graduate program. I just think needs to be rejiggered. I think it needs to be as an as for way arts. more. I think it should be two years, two in years in the And the third year is just like headshots, resume, audition, business, agents send people camera out. Camera auditioning. I spent for full year for the full fucking year on camera. I spent thousands of my own dollars taking on camera auditioning classes. And I tell that's what I tell everyone now. They're like, how do I break in? I was like, take improv classes because that'll get you loose and yeah. open, right? Like you're in a room talking to strangers, you have to be able yeah. to relate. You can take direction and then get into on camera audition classes. We had one day at NYU. <laughs> one wow. day. Maybe two with Joanna Merlin. We had two days of on-camera auditioning classes, and it was it's for the amount of money and for the fact that that is where the work is. Yeah, that's fucking retarded. And all everything even I learned on for theater. Yeah, I learned doing shows. Yeah. I learned in the production. Like I got to learn how to like yeah. project and develop and my voice and all that shit. Like yeah. I'm sure there's maybe some building blocks, but. And again, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. I love being in New York. Mm-hmm. I f- was finally getting laid. And uh, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I learned who I was as a human being, yeah. which is what, what a lot of Well, well is. if you think about it, it's like stand-up too, right? Like we can sit and talk about the theory of stand-up and comedy all we want and like yeah. get up in front of each other and just like practice jokes. But you will only grow when you get in front of real audiences and oh, hard audiences. Yes. So Like Long Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I like Long Beach. No, I like it too, but they could, like be, they could be, they could be, they could be a tough crowd a little a little conservative yeah. a little con- yeah um now look I, hank i could talk to you forever you're fucking because awesome I, but, I, but I, I want to awesome. get- go on a date after this bill <laughs> we have- well, let's, yeah. speaking of that can we um we talk about we bros? talk about bros because i made you watch bros i i know i saw way, bros. My, my ticket was nine dollars and 45 cents it was I, so, so you I'm will yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care but no, bro, of course, no, I, I, that was a deal because i wanted to talk about that movie bros because i'm a i'm a billy 
Charlie Eichner fan. First of all, I'm glad you saw it. I'm like actually proud of you. Well, I mean, I'm embarrassed that I didn't see it. I literally, guys, I'm literally sitting here with my AMC extra large soda that I walked over from Sunset Five. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I love it. with with the receipt in my pocket. I just watched it. I like. I, I hate to say it, but like, I was just gonna wait for it to come out to streaming, or I was well, gonna wait for it. You know. So here's what's interesting about that because that's the last stuff I want to talk to you. Yeah. About. Um, like I said, I'm a Billy Actor fan. I lo- used to love Difficult People mm-hmm. on Hulu. I thought it was fucking genius. He's funny. Very funny guy, Billy in the Street. Very funny. Um, so I wasn't really paying attention to the campaign around bros. Right. You were going to see a poster because you like hand him. in a bo- And I was, as a guy, I don't go, I got to go see that. Yeah. Right? How straight are you? Pretty straight. With the, I'm, with, a, uh, <laughs> I'm about as straight as you can get without like sucking a dick. Sure, sure, sure. Straight as you, but I, I'm, I'm as what, what was it? Was that we're being heckled? We're being, we're being, no, the truth is, I, I always kind of. Um, but like you would be, but you're a performer, so you're open. So got, so you would totally kiss a guy for a gay role. You can oh, all, I, I did a play where I had to kiss a guy for like a year and a half. Okay, it was yeah, well, Oscar Wilde. That, that's him. because you can do that substitution work that they taught you in the school. But you also, know? you know, the kiss wasn't like a makeout kiss. Sure. Like, it was like a love. Like you, you love this person. Yes, and 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 I don't know what you. But you find something beautiful about the person. So you're like, yeah, I'm not into guys, but man, are his. Eyes you love beautiful. somebody, or, or, yes. but it wasn't like sexual. It's just, it's just like the emotion. It was right the, before the Oscar Wilde goes to prison. And oh like God! Go, and by the way, it was my idea to kiss him. I think because you're committed, dude. Because because uh, that's play, how the, the story play makes just sense. Lacked, the play was a little clinical, mm. and I said, I said, I think I got. He's going to prison. I got to kiss him goodbye because mm. we're just talking, and mm. now we're physically next. Year. I got to kiss him. So yeah. that was put into the play. And at one point, the the, the substitute, the like the the back. Up. Uh, performer for Oscar Wilde understudy uh, he tongued me during <gasps> that part and then I had to go like you know uh, oh. Edward I don't think I think at this moment it's not really like a tongue moment I think it's more like it's a, a sexual you know, it's a love oh, 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 sure 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 of course and then, he, then, he, then every time we go because we like he'd give me like the fucking grandma like, like, he, he was like I ain't dick. trying to get sued yeah. anyway so um yeah. But yeah, so no, I've never, I've never been with a man. I've never even, I've never, I've kissed a man on stage. Sure. Uh, a, a, a gay guy would a crush on me, put a mistletoe over my head, and gave me Aww. a brief kiss on Christmas. Well, that- I don't. Fe- so I don't. Fe- I don't feel like. I don't feel weird. I will say this though: you're man. not drawn to it. It doesn't sound like you're gay, dude. It's not, but you know what? It also, but it sounds like you are. You, but you are very also not homophobic, which I commend you. But, but let you me say this: yeah. so I, as a fan of Billy Eichner, yeah. And hearing that Billy Eichner's on the Twitter tirade <laughs> about how America's super homophobic and that's why the movie is bombing. Uh-huh. And me feeling like, well, dude, I came up in New York theater. Yeah. That's, that was my fucking life. Yeah. My mentor who just passed. Gay man. Gay man. The gay man who probably wanted to fuck you. Oh, for sure he did. I don't know if his dick worked anymore by the time I met him, but he was just like a beautiful... He was a beautiful soul, and I loved him. I would visit him at his home in Allentown, Jeff White. I mean, it was incredible. That's and, sweet. Um, so I never felt like, and I was never, it was very rare in my life that I ever felt like physically compromised sure. by a man. Sure. Like unsafe. The and, way that, the, and, and I've always been pretty fucking athletic, so even when a man would try to like push me down into a bed, oh so my, I was like, what are you doing? Oh dude? my God. But not in a like, super aggressive way, just sure. like, play, play, party, like, like, they're trying to initiate like, something. No, dude. They're like, trying to initiate something, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've never, and I danced when I was a go-go dancer. Does gay nights? That's true, you know. And I wore the thong. And gay guys were always very. So I never like. 
but well, I we'll say this. A self-esteem boost. So then they go. And there's, and there's boundaries. And I rollerbladed everywhere in New York. That's and hysterical. I was like, why are these men looking at me? They want to fight. That is so, so funny. true. Rollerblades. Yeah. That, that, I rollerbladed in a tank so, top so nice. around oh. Chelsea, where my first place in Manhattan. And like gay guys were always looking at me like, what? but I had no idea. I'm from Virginia. I'm going like, these dudes, like, why are they fucking looking at me? They That's hysterical. <laughs> That's so anyway, funny. So back to them. So I'm thinking I, I want to be an ally. Mm-hmm. And I hear it's funny. Mm-hmm. And Billy Actors funny. So it's got to be funny. So I go to watch it. And I have to tell you, man, it was, it was, it was, there were times in that movie that were hard to watch for me. What were they? Um, a lot of, Prolonged, pro- prolonged kissing between men. It, it's not like uh-huh. it, it. First of all, prolonged kissing in any movie between a man and a woman. It's a awkward. I, I just don't want to sit there and look at it's it. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but when it's men on top of it, I'm kind of going like. So my head goes, why are you watching it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Also for the storytelling, why are you watching this? Mm. Because usually in most rom-coms, a kiss is the fruition of tension that's been built. Yeah, the tension of, exactly. So now you have a movie that is ostensibly a realistic on some level film about what sure. it means to be a gay man sure. in terms of like dating and the, right. the and instantaneous fuck. gratification of, 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 <laughs> of sex and everything else uh-huh. um, that's very devoid of an emotional connection right and yet they have so much kissing in the movie so it was it, I was anyway, so I'm curious what you think about it yeah was it so the, how did you feel about like the story the performances or like like when you walked out of the theater did you watch it by yourself by the way you, no, I just watched the friend. You watched yeah. it. With the, did yeah. you? Was your friend? Was it a gay friend or, or no? It was a girl. It was a girl. Yeah. How did she? Did she enjoy it? Because 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 that was supposed. You know, I think it, she. It, I think she enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. Because because that. I mean, when you see kind of like the think pieces about what went wrong, you know, people were like, "Who was this movie for? Who was it? You know, it, and it, it's it seems like they were well, they were expecting women to turn out for because women love a good rom com. Yeah. But I mean, I haven't talked to s- straight women. But women bring the, their boyfriend or husband to the rom com, yeah, and they can double the money that way. I mean, bride, that's why bridesmaids was a hit. You yeah, know? and bride, uh, here's what I'll say: I watched that movie just an hour ago. Um, I even just put it in my stories. I was like, you know, this movie wasn't given a fair shake. Um, because I do believe that. Yes, because I think what I think I don't want to. Sp- I. I don't want to like talk bad, bad because I think because you and I both know how hard it is for anything to get made. Mm-hmm. But if I had any sort of creative control over this film, let's say to see this product, I would have the the two tweaks I would have made is I would have changed the advertising campaign um mm. you know billy eichner like luke mcfarland they're both they're both recognizable faces luke was so luke Billy- mcfarland is the the Brothers hot sister, dude. Yeah, yeah the hot guy and he is so, he is gay obviously right yeah because i can't imagine billy eichner would cast a non-gay guy in that role no yeah. no 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 they i mean he could have you know and, and gay guys with like bigger names were floated you know matt, matt bomer and so and those, mm. those would have gotten eyeballs but I do commend him for what he 
uh, for what he was doing, which was giving opportunities to yes. to, to support. You know, because some of these people I know, I've known them for and they've a probably decade. never been in front of a Did, camera before. Uh, they've yeah, never been well, on a film before. Yeah, well, they, they or they haven't been in, in any movie other than like you know Eating Out Three or whatever. You know what I mean? Like those, <laughs> like like remember those like gay straight to DVD movies? I that don't were, remember those. Yeah, eating <laughs> eating out. Yeah, that's a series. That's a real thing. Eating eating out, it's called yes. Yeah, I mean, eating out it's one. Like gay softcore porn. Or? Sort of. Yeah. There's full. It's it's it, it, it's it's like a, it's a gay rom com, but independently produced, mm. and you know, it was popular enough to have like various spinoffs. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of like, you know, your your gay liberties kind yeah. of pot like Riken Lemcool and and folks and and I and you know, it, it was a little before my time. Otherwise, yeah. I'd probably be in one too if yeah. they were. But this is the first. <laughs> Studio produced. Yes. Oh, gay sorry. Rom-com, so right? what I yes. Yeah, so let me take a little bit of a, yes. This is the first studio. I if I had any kind of creative control over it, the two tweaks I would have made. I was because I was like I think this was miss advertised. Miss advertised. I this is oh, this is what I mean to say. You have all of these great characters, and Billy Eichner is a recognizable face. He's not unattra- unattractive, and Billy, and then you have Luke McFarland who is very attractive. Yes. I was like, where are all the f- this is why commercial actors make so much money because y- y- humans relate to other humans hawking products. Yeah. Uh, by the way, also there should be a commercial auditioning class in grad school. I don't care how corny it is. You need to learn how to bite and smile. Do you know what I mean? Because oh, because sure. this will pay for two years of your tuition 100%. if you book. A, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I know it's I know it's beneath you, but learn how to fucking text Absolutely. on camera. Yeah. <laughs> like pick yeah. up a phone and yeah. pretend like you're you're zooming yeah, with grandma. <laughs> all right. So going back. I, like I think about like all of the every single rom com that has spoken to me, there has been a hit. You see the leads and the and some great like bridesmaids. That lineup of women against that wall, yeah, you know, like great personalities. I think of Love Actually. Right, you know, of just all of the, the squares, like all the, the fucking squares, Hollywood of, squares yeah, with all the stars, of all the stars. Yeah, you know, and I know you can say, well, we didn't have any stars. I was like, yeah, well, not yet. But the people that you do have, I think they're interesting to look at. I think they're, you know, they're diverse. I fit, and I think that would have gotten people's attention because Bros advertising campaign was the backs of two people, a hand in the pot. It was just two butts. It was just two butts, and I, you know, I felt a sadness because I remember tracking the movie the day it came out on, on you know, that. Friday and seeing the hashtag and like first of all like I, I hate crowds so I uh-huh. almost never see something open like I will not stand in line I will not you know I mean yeah. I, I will not do this shit I don't care um, but you know I, I was seeing hashtags of like people you know you know what it reminded me of? it reminded me of like voting day when people were voting for Hillary all these women in pantsuits do you remember that yeah, and, yeah. Like, Huffington Post was like aggregating them they're like all these women went to the polls <laughs> in Hillary pants suits and you know like vote we're breaking the glass ceiling like all there were all these like posts of people standing in front of the poster touching each other's butts and I, you know I, I felt badly for Billy and for the team behind it and yeah. you know and I still kind I don't of think Billy understands why it bombed why why do you think it bombed I, I, this is what this is why I think yeah it bombed. do you think I do you think I have a point though when it comes absolutely, to the advertising yeah, but absolutely just, but, but but at the end of the yeah. day at the end of the day advertising doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't really fucking matter it gets attention but yeah word of mouth is what keeps it going yeah word of mouth is everything yes yes the reputation um this is what i think so i'll I'll give you 
like how I how I look at it. So I did a a, a, a Broadway play uh-huh. about the New York Yankees. It was yeah. kind of like Field of Dreams. I played Mickey Mantle. All these old Yankees where they all come together mm-hmm. and they have this whatever kerfuffle. Um, and Mickey Mantle, the character I play, yeah. I don't know if you know anything about this. What guy. was the play? It was called Bronx Bombers. Who was the lead? It was at Circle and Square. The lead at the, uh, was uh, oh God Peter Scolari, who just passed. Oh, it was originally it was originally Joey Pantalone. Joey Pantalone. Joey Pantalone. You know what? Joey you Pants. Know, you know what I miss too about this? Uh, like, pot, we need to have a New York podcast. But I also miss the fe- miss when you could cast Broadway plays with really good yes. actors instead yes. of needing Stunt Pierce. Casting, 100%. Yeah, need needing a fucking movie star yeah, to come but in that, to open that being it. said yeah. if we'd had a movie star playing it uh, it Yogi Bear the movie it would have <laughs> fucking lasted and Peter Scolari he just won an Emmy for girls I think at that point and he was kind of like he was okay you know he was okay name recognition yeah but um, but if you if we'd gotten like ugh, I mean there's so many people that we could have gotten that, that would have been like changed the whole game anyway but the, point, but the point is this yeah, yeah. yeah. um who's playing Yogi Berry but the point is Yogi Berra but the point is um, uh-huh. that uh, my character so, hey, I'll give you an example there's a line where I go I say hey man uh, I, I got a hole in my thigh well I don't want to tell you where it's from okay but let me just say this I led the league in the syphilis three years in a row uh, oh and people go Mickey I go hey my wife came in second uh- now <laughs> It's gross. It's dirty. It's something that Mickey Mantle actually said. Mm. It was I led the league in the clap three years running. I led oh. the league in the STDs because it was because baseball has an inside jargon of like you. Hey man, you you lead the league in blue jeans or you lead the league in funny hats or whatever. Oh, it is. I it's it. a saying. It's a saying. It's a saying. It's in baseball. It. Got it. So it was I led the league in the clap for. So it was a, something it. that he said. That's right? funny. Okay. That speaks to him. Mm-hmm. He was a married man and he cheated constantly on his mm. wife and he. Had to drop out of the home run race because he had untreated syphilis. Oh my god! It dug a hole into his thigh, <gasps> and he had to drop out of the home run race, which he lost to Roger Maris. It was a huge cultural moment in, in America. People don't realize this because of untreated syphilis. He got this anyway. He oh, was a, he was wow. a garbage That's fucking different. human being because okay. he was just tortured. Okay, and it wasn't until he was like late in his life that he like did an apology tour basically and like reconciled with his wife and his kids and, mm. and said man I've been like a piece of shit and I mm. want to be a better person mm. so um, and I read everything about this guy mm. you know and I really related to him mm. um, and even Tommy Kale who who I don't know if you know Tommy he directed Hamilton he, he had directed mm. me in a play previous he saw it he's like wow you must really relate to Mickey Mantle because you know like both of you just all the potential in the world it just never quite got there and he said it to me and I was like Oh, you're fucking right, Tommy. But Ooh. I fucking hate you. But I love you. But you're right. But I fucking hate you. Anyway. Truth hurts. Hashtag truth hurts. I know. He's like, God damn it. Anyway, so uh, but the point is this. Yeah, they cut that line. Okay. Right? Now, and I'm going why? Well, Major League Baseball is a producer, oh and they can't have these characters God. being portrayed as what as real people as unwholesome. So I pitched and I pitched. I said, guys. This I go. This theater, theater is for theater goers. It's for truth. Yeah. Theater go. Who are theater goers? Gay men. Mm-hmm. New York Jews. Yep. And a few tourists from all over yep. the fucking world. And theater students, pretentious and theater, theater students, right? Yeah. But it's gay men. If you yeah. don't get the gay men and the New York Jews liking the show, yeah. no one's going to come. Yep. 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 So you have to make sure they like it first. Yes. And you know what they like? They like drama. Yeah. They like passion. They like acting. They don't want to see a fucking playing card on a fucking stage. Right. They don't care about stats. Yeah. 
don't make a don't make a play for sports fans. Make mm. a play for theater fans. They wanted to make a play for sports fans. So I said this play is going to close. I told the Bruce, I said, this play will close in two months. Oh no! I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing it longer than you. It's going to close. You're fucking up, man. I was so mad. I was like, oh, you're no. you're screwing the pooch here, man. Yeah. Close in two months. Wow. Because they made so Billy Eichner made a movie for gay people. He should have made a movie for for moviegoers. For moviegoers. Make a movie, a great movie for moviegoers, a general moviegoer. Yeah. And the gay people will come because it's a gay project. Yes. But he made it, he was like, I'm going to fucking force this, I'm not force it, but I'm going to be so clear. Yeah. And so upfront yeah. about the gay world and what uh-huh. we're doing was happening in such a in-your-face way. Sure. They fucking just take it, America. And they just didn't want to. They didn't want to. And and, and the last half of that movie is so sweet yep. and beautiful. Yep. And that moment on the beach where he's telling his whole mm-hmm. Billy Eichner, it's fucking The montages in P-Town. The, oh. the falling in love sequences. Oh, great. I thought the, I thought the, or, the score, I sat through, I'm, I'm an actress, I'm a credits guy. Yeah. I sat through and I listened to all the, you know, the music during the credits. I was like, yeah. this is a beautiful composition. Beautiful. Yeah. And the last half of that movie, the first 20, 30 minutes, I'm like, why are you cramming this shit? Was it just literally? Too, you thought it was too crass. It was. It was a little bit too. By the way, I, I, you could even talk about everything they're doing and sure. some of the stuff, but like it didn't have to be that much. Mm. Like even the scene where he's he's lying next guy, they jerk off, and the guy turns and comes onto his stomach. Yes, <laughs> like that is funny. I get it, but like we want to root for Billy as a guy who's looking for love, not just some fucking like cretin who just wants to like jerk off. It, it just it just makes yeah. you not. And I understand the scene where the guys, the two dudes are blowing him and they kiss and he walk away. I understand that, like, well, they're going to find love despite the fact that sex is what they're... Is the currency. But if you look at any rom-com with straight people... Straight people fuck all the time. Of course they fuck all the time. But you're not going to see a successful rom-com about two people that are fucking, fucking constantly on dating apps and then falling in love. Right. So I'm not saying that they can't address that because I know that is a very real thing mm-hmm. but at the same time like you could address it in a way that had a little bit more wasn't a little bit more class people didn't have to see as much as he showed sure you could have cut you could have cut that one scene out with the other guy you already had the scene where the guy took the picture and he he of his butt right and he was blocked which is funny yeah you don't have to also have the scene of him showing up and getting jerked off on it's kind of like it was it was already a long movie it was like almost two hours yeah which is long for a rom-com yes um that's one of those babies like I think if he just killed a couple of his babies that Mm -hmm. he wanted to show about what he felt was real in the gay world then he could have it could have enrolled more moviegoers who don't really want to be yeah a part of the gay community but want to see a funny movie mm. does that make sense yes it does and it made me mad because then he goes on on twitter he just talks about how everyone's homophobic Mm-mm. the reason the movie is not it's not because everyone's homophobic that's part of it don't get me wrong yeah yeah but it's also just like people want to feel people want to feel relate they want to relate to it sure they want to feel comfortable and they they don't want to just go huh that's wild that's interesting yeah okay I mean, there are times like I was—I literally was turning my head in the movie, oh, and yeah. and I was and I had to catch myself like, why are you turning your head? You're like, it's not and, because I'm a homophobic. You're like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but you start but questioning it, your own, and that's fine for me. Sure. That I go, wow, I have to address like why I'm turning. But then part of yeah. it is like, I love story and I love acting. Sure, you know what I mean. I love the, how how movies progress, and I'm like, this stuff that you're showing me is not giving me story. I don't want to sit there and watch you make out for a minute. Right. I want to get to the story. Like right. Like, what am I? Like get, let's get going. Let's get going. First of all, if you make out so much and you fuck so much already, like, 
like there's no tension. I feel like the tension There's gets lost. No, yes. But then he gets it back because he's such a good writer. He's so funny. And that last half and ending with the song, it's great. I thought it was very sweet. I thought I could, you know, I could see the, well, I mean, you and I, you and I know a good script. So it's sort of like, you know, good will always bring things around and things yeah. mentioned and sort of like, you know, Amy Schumer is mentioned off the cuff in the beginning, but you know, if you, oh, yeah. if you have the ear for it, you're like, I think that she's, she's going to pop back. up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so it's just the payoff of it. You know, we know that in comedy, with callbacks you know it's very gratifying uh, i i see what you mean well first of all um i see you uh i hear you and i hold space for you i hold space for you bill and your and your emotions um i do uh i wish that um i felt again i don't want I wish okay I wish Billy Billy's character I wish his performance had allowed more room for nuance I think he's a good actor you know mm-hmm. like like I said with um uh, uh, his show, difficult people. He's a good actor, but yeah. I want to say that he gives he gives some really great monologues mm-hmm. in there. Um, but they were all kind of like flat, and you know, like I mm-hmm. I'm I sitting there, I'm sitting there listening to the words. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like everything's a little bit snide. Sure, I'm listening to the text, and I and I'm thinking like, well, if I was coaching someone auditioning for this role, I'd be like, hey, this section, just pull back a little bit. Like yeah. throw it away, you know. Yeah. Like this part where you're like, you know, when my mom, you know, like I was, I, like I say that word on an ex, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I felt like it was just kind of everything was generally here and shoulders were up and kind of complaining was, a little bit. There was a podcast microphone. I felt like it was a podcast microphone in front of him for every single one of those, you know, wow. right? Because yeah. like the opening, that's appropriate because you are you are on a podcast. You're talking yeah. into a microphone, you right? But. I, what I've noticed, um, what I try to replicate, um, or and what I appreciate, are the nuances and the replication of like organic behavior. Like you know, I, I, I and I hope no one's like you're a fucking asshole. Well, I mean, again, I think of Meryl Streep's character in yeah. Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you've seen it, right? Of course, really yeah, of course. That scene where you know Andy's like, "Who are we sitting?" She, she's the no make. But just if you, I love that scene so much because it's so effortless for yes. her. She's yeah. not making it. She's not like Rupert Murdoch oughta write me a check for all the papers I sell. You know, there's yeah, no yeah. declarations. It's it's just a lot of like, that, here they are, the dragon lady. She's like, yeah. here I am, the dragon lady. You know, there's no... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that that's what... And I think if, if Billy's... Billy had more of those moments, I think the humanity and the relatability of the lead character would have clicked more. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think, but I think he's, you know, I think he's smart. I I think he, he worked with what he got. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think that Billy Eichner had cast somebody else Mm -hmm. in his role? Mm -hmm. Somebody, dare I say, Mm -hmm. hotter? Mm. Because nobody was mad when Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger were fucking... True. People showed up. Straight people showed up. They're like straight people. By the way, there, there was, was only prestige. one scene. Yeah, spits in, fucks the ass. That was graphic. And you go, Woo! and then you're, and then it's over. And yeah. it's just cuddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the gay America. I mean, straight America was able to get through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and by, and by the way, I'm not saying like don't make a film with all this gay stuff. But I'm saying like make that your second film. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Put that on the DVD extras. It's your. It's the first gay yeah. rom com. Yeah. Presented in a way like it's just like every other rom com has the same tropes, pays off the same way. Right. You still feel it's about love. Yep. Um, without trying, without having the, an agenda of like recognize what we what, what the gay community is about. Mm. I felt like it was a little. It was a little preachy. <sighs> I felt like Billy Eichner doesn't have anyone in his life going like, "Hey, dude, this should have been this. Sh- you, you, you could make it. like, hey, dude, you want a really successful film, mm. or do you want to make a point bombing?" Well, there was also to be fair, there's also no template. You know, I don't think any executive would have really had. Uh, you know, when they greenlit it, I think they were really handing over the reins of control to the creative team because 100%. because no one no one is in a position to be like, well, no, that's know. too gay. How dare you? Like, okay, so he yeah, clearly got to do whatever he want. Well, yes, and and I and I, again, I commend the the you know, I'm grateful he got that opportunity, and I'm yes. glad this movie exists in the world. I, I completely agree. Yeah, you know, I. I it is still an important movie, and, it, and as a matter of fact, it could end up being like an iconic film it, down the road. It will be. It'll be like a Showgirls. I see it. I see. Yeah. I see like mass. I, excuse me. I see like annual screenings at like Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I yeah. see like him re-recording that final song. That song, like that song, is gonna be that. That song could very well be like the Mean Girls Jingle Bell Rock sequence, right? <laughs> With the, where like they kick the the thing off the stage and yeah, yeah, yeah. Lohan saves it. You know, it'll be it'll 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 get clarified. Yeah, yeah, it will. It'll be icon. You know, I mean, even it'll be like Rocky Horror Picture Show, Rocky Horror, <laughs> or or you know, even, like it'll it'll uh, people will come around the way that, like Elizabeth Berkeley has not come around well, to Showgirls, you know, yes. where she was she was vilified for it. Yeah, here's here's another thing yeah. too. Like, and I think about Joe Coy in his movie Easter Sunday. Now, Joe did Coy, you see Joe, did you see that? I didn't get a chance no. to. But um, I told him I did. But oh! um, <laughs> but like he had the option to put on Netflix, and he decided to go theatrical. Theatrical, which I get for your brand and for your name. Maybe same with Billy. It's for like pres- great for, for prestige. But, yeah, yeah, I guess. But same time, like, but you're setting yourself up for the inevitable bomb. Why? Because you're saying um, he's, he because have because looks again, for? like because Joe Coy is not really an actor. He's not really a name as an actor. And yes, you have the Filipino community, but it's like a very, very, very niche film that would have a really interesting presence, I think, online if it debuted on Netflix. Yeah. But in the theaters, it's going to like, I mean, you know, it's going to gross probably like half of the marketing budget. Well, that was, I mean, honestly, I saw that and I was, I mean, at least they showed his face, but I was kind of like, oh, it's about your face. Like, I saw a bunch of hands. I really would have loved to see the other characters, you know, the ensemble, you know. Well, they gave Joe control I talked to him about it. they gave him massive control did he and Joe is about him Joe do you think as it, much as he says he's not, anyway, oh really so, so you, 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 you think you think it was a little bit of you think he was like uh, it was I, all ego I, all got, ego. I gotta yeah. be front and center he's, he's like I, I, I gotta put this I gotta get I got he it was his decision to go to theaters mm-hmm. they gave him carte blanche mm-hmm. he said you will go to Netflix he goes I won't go to theaters I want this I want to be t-. he 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 top lined the movie do you realize how bananas? You know how many people top line movies? Oh, his name came above above the title. Oh, 
Will I Ferrell thought, does the top line. Movies. I thought it was a comedy special. I thought Easter Sunday. W- that's what it looked like because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was just him, and I know him as a co- as a yeah, comedian. Yeah. So I was like, oh, interesting. I thought it was going to be like. A yeah. So I, I feel know, like I, I feel it was Billy, Billy and Joe kind of same way. They're given carte blanche. They're given their freedom, and they were both like and and tons of money was put was put into the marketing it, mm-hmm. and at the same time, like, but you know, it's not going to do well. So I, why would you I did not do know it? about that with bros. I had I had high hopes because you really know, I did because like you like I I was I was more nervous for um, Crazy Rich Asians oh. uh, and then when that became a huge success it was like oh well Hank why didn't you have more faith you know what I mean I mean I, I was more, I felt like gays are way more accepted than Asian people in this country that's really what, that's what I thought but but also but the thing is if you think people about more it, homophobic than they are racist against Asians. Basically, is what you discovered. They're less homophobic. <laughs> oh, wait, now I'm just now. I mm, well, I don't know if they're more homo. I think what you hit upon, they might be a little more prudish. Because you're Maybe. right. You're right. The like, if you hear, if you if you're like, oh, R for extreme sexual situations, language, dialogue suggested. Yes. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to like yes. expose myself to that. Well, yeah. Then let me. Now, here's another thing I want to say. This uh-huh. is a little, a little lot. Billy Eichner is naked a lot in this movie. I mean, you don't see dicks. Well, but you see his, like, gross, misshapen, awkward body for the whole fucking... And I don't mean mean, but, like, like he's not... I don't want to see his body. It's not attractive. He has a lazy eye. He has an underbite. He has a concave chest. It's like, I know he's he's holistically attractive, but I don't want to see his ass. I don't want to see his hairy body. I don't want to see so much of it. And the truth is, like, we're all a little bit gay, because Shit. when I'm watching porn, I want to see a hot dude with a nice dick fucking a girl. That's right. And if he has a small dick and a bad body, I'm like, ugh, I can't get a boner. You're, you're, you're not a, um, which, who's, who's the, uh, oh my god, who's the guy, who's the, Ron G, you're not a Jerron Jeremy fan, huh? No. Like, hot dudes. Yeah. Big hot dicks. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a great series. I, I look at the straight porn, too, sometimes, because yeah. I want attractive people. Yeah. Um, the, um, and also, I want... Some like sometimes whatever I, we can't get into like this, <laughs> the, the nuance of like yeah. adult performers. Um, there's a great series that I'm sure you've already come across. Um, it's called Hot Guys Fuck. I think I, I just Google it. Google oh, Hot okay. Guys oh, Fuck, and, and it's it's literally like youngish early twenties like jockey college college guys and these like beautiful. I mean, it just it, it's yeah. you it, want it, a beautiful car? You want the guys to be hot? These, these are these are you know beautiful girls with the, you so know. So if Billy Eichner, if someone who is as, as funny as Billy Eichner, yeah. talented, but also as yeah. talented, but was hot, I don't know, man. That movie could have had a completely different feel to it here but there was something very there's something very sad about his character and in the movie where the boyfriend goes you're just so confident i'm like he's not i'm like billy actor clearly wrote this sure your confidence is so intimidating what he seems one to be the most self-loathing people i've seen on film what are you talking about that was a weird disconnect in the film for me a little neurotic yeah yeah he's like i can't i can't be with you you're just so confident he's like well i'm not confident i just act confident i'm like no. Is that what I've been? I've been watching you acting confident. No, and even like in front of the, in front of Luke McFarland. Now, now, do you feel like they were? Did you feel like that? Um, Dan, <laughs> excuse me. 
to answer your question, I, we're going so overtime. I, I know. know. No, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> what, what, what's your goal? Five minutes left of this conversation. Yes, all right, all right, Bill. I'm I'm, I'm working with you. Um, do you? I think to answer your question, would it have done better had they cast a more attractive actor? Probably. People, I mean, that's why model. That's why Naomi Campbell makes money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's why. You know, that's that's the. Fa- I also I do want to see real people on screen. Yeah, that's true. Y- y- but um, there's got to be strategy behind it. Like, you know, you can't say, "Oh, well, Lena Dunham." You know, right? Lena Dun- mm-hmm. Dunham made her the star of her own. You know, girl, but girls, but, 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 but also ensemble. she's not going to be in a movie. She's not a movie star. She's not. TV a, has a different thing. It focuses to a different audience. And and it was always about those four girls. Yeah. Lena, it was never Lena Dunham front and center yeah. with like three girls in the background. Yeah. Um, I, so, you know, the story that you followed the stories of the other yeah. girls, you got to see Allison Williams naked. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. not just, um, so yeah, depends in, in the, in, you know, in all honesty, probably, um, it doesn't make, you know, cause I think I'm also, I also don't have model good looks. So I'm like, Oh, like you're you would, pretty, attra- I, I'm sure you're a huge hit in the gay community. Am I adorable? Mm, to the fetishes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. If they can't, yeah. To the fetishes. Only if the, only if the, the Sean Cody models, you know who they are, you know, like only if the be- the beefy, like white guys are taken and yeah, not yeah. available. Yeah. Yeah. But that might. But also, I think again, Asian desirability might also just be a newer thing. Oh, really? Yes, because thanks to that. crazy rich Asians, thanks to you know huh. just us being out there a little more, given more opportunities. John oh, Cho's wow. been around, you know. Yeah, yeah, ran, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. But yes, I, there's there's quite a bit of racism in the <laughs> gay community. Oh, wow, I never. You know, it's so funny. I don't even think about that. You expect, yeah, you're just like they just want a bone. It's like we do, but we have our like little pecking order of. Oh wow. You know, so for some people, it's body. And other people, it's like it's race. Wow! So you know, I have yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the gay men that want to be with you are gay men who usually like Asian men. Um, if it's just that type of like casual, if they're if it's like just they're circling, sure, mm-hmm. it's because of my specifically my look. Huh? But I'm you know I'm a pretty charming person, Bill. Very charming, <laughs> so, very charming. And so I I definitely used to pull guys just after a conversation and because like, oh my god, I've never been with an Asian man before. I have been a lot of people's first. Yeah, I have been a lot. I have <laughs> I love yeah. It. I get pe- people of I've gotten the, the comments of like wow, you're like smooth like a dolphin. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the I think that's the thing that they notice just the lack of body hair yeah they're, they're, they're like they're like it feels like i'm with a girl you know like the guys who are like bisexual oh, on the fence they're so like great. you feel like a woman but <laughs> there's an extra part so um where where uh right so uh sorry where so, were bro, you? wait wait we, we, we've been talking about bros and so like uh yeah so yeah should hot people would have been better if, if a hotter version of billy Eichner had been in the role um, I mean, that's that's sort of. He's also great in it too. It's not, so, and also he's on the on the billboards of difficult people. I remember seeing. You know, he, yeah. he he's a marketable name. Him and Julie Klauser. Yeah. yeah so, so I don't know why. Um, but do you, I got I I, I I blanched when he was like 
it's because of homophobia. It's because he's dipshits. He's dumb fucking red staters. They won't fucking. And it made me mad. It was like when I did a film call. I, I think he was joking, though. I mean, you I don't know. You should look at his Twitter. It's like a full on meltdown. Oh, for okay. A lot of it. Like yeah. when Tucker Max did this film, I hope they serve Beer in Hell, which is the New York Times, you know, number oh, one bestseller. Yeah. I remember that. And that movie. movie came out and it bombed. It bombed because he made a movie that wasn't. That he, he, he made a movie where the, like, the whole plot twist is, is uh, Tucker Max fucks a midget. Oh. You know what I mean? And I'm like, people are not going to relate to that. They don't want to see Tucker Max fucking a midget. They want Tucker Max to be like Goodwill Hunting. They yeah. want him to be a guy that they go, wow, he's my fucking hero. Well, the womanizing. The guy who's yeah. fucking a midget because, oh, that's funny. You know what I mean? And when they did that, because I was helping with the script early oh. on, and they changed it with the mid- I was like, guys, what are you doing? You're ruining your movie because you're making an actual kind of funny bromance movie, and now you have, you think midget fucking is the funniest thing in the fucking world, and it's going to literally alienate the entire audience. Mm. So I feel like same thing with, and then he was just like, it's because of the marketing, it's because of fucking da 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 da. No, it's because your movie wasn't good enough. And Billy Eichner didn't make a good enough movie mm. to be a hit. Mm. And he could have. Mm-hmm. That's what bugs me. It was there. Mm-hmm. There's a version of that movie that is a mainstream hit, and he didn't want to release that one. Mm. Could have used some more time in the editing room. I think it could have just. It, he he could have just. Softened his his fucking like Approach. in your face shit. Made a yeah. little tone. Put a, maybe make it PG thirteen. Mm. You know what I mean? And sure. have the same charm and wit and poignancy of the movie. Right, and even the comedy, the comedy wouldn't have disappeared. Right, I. But by the way, those jokes landed. I mean, I, the theater. Yeah. You know, the, I wasn't in a theater with very, very many people. Granted, it was a twelve fifteen showing, <laughs> but I laughed out loud. I mean, those were there. Were, there were some joke. That was there was funny, funny shit. stuff. Funny shit. Yeah, I think people. I think it's. It's one of those things like people should watch it, but it's it's not a movie in the theaters. It's a streaming movie that you watch and you. There's nothing theatrical about it. The event of watching it, which is kind of what movie theaters right. are now. It's not a Top Gun Maverick. It's a, a, yeah, there's a Marvel a, Universe. There's a special effect. It's just like a small film. It's a it's a story driven movie, yeah. and where the story wasn't. I think, the story could have used some oomph. <laughs> and I think that ironically, if he if he'd gone straight to streaming, it could have like automatically generated this kind of iconic film as opposed to everything written about it is sort of like troubleshooting about why it bombed. Yeah. What did you think of the of the lead, Luke McFarland? Some people say, did you think that the chemistry was good? Or some people also said it was unrealistic, which I'm like, I can relate to that. Why I was is like, that realistic? Because Luke McFarland's too hot? Is, yeah, there's no way well, that look, I Well, look at all the women that Woody Allen pulled. Okay, that's different though because men, uh, uh, women are evaluating straight men on different um, qualifiers. You can you, you, it's oh, status so some people that that's not realistic because Billy Actor isn't hot enough to be with this guy. Sure, yeah, I I would like if Luke McFar- McFarland were in like there, I would never think to go up and start like making serious moves at moves with him. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Billy. Eichner, I think I think the the the, the lesson of this movie in where Billy Eichner, he's a genius, mm-hmm. but like he, he he probably has been in a in a Billy Eichner bubble for the past eight eight or nine years now mm. since he got kind of big, right? That has um, well removed him yeah. from his understanding about how he comes across or what what his. Um, Maybe he thinks, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hot. Maybe he thinks like, maybe he thinks he is confident. Right. Maybe he thinks like, oh, I'm with the confident guy. I'm like, well, you're not. I don't know. It was really weird. It was. It, I have such mixed feelings about it. There were some juxtaposition. I see what you're saying, and I, and also like what he did at like the dinner table. I was like, oh no, that would be a deal breaker for me. You know I, mean? I, I like, love that, that was, moment. It's, but it was, yeah, but, it's but it also it was his. It, it was. 
uh, like he apologized to Billy Eichner, but it was Billy Eichner's fault. Yeah, and and this is not to say characters aren't allowed to be messy and dramatic yeah. and stuff like that. But all, yeah, I, I think um, this is the I know we're we're like now we're ten minutes over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I will say in like, conclusion. So I, I, in conclusion, so listen, I've been with my partner for four years. Oh well, um, and we you know we've had our we've had our uh, tumultuous pasts with previous relationships, yeah. and I, I just know that like there are certain points that that these both of these guys got to where I I would have been like oh no 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 no, 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 yeah. no. you no this this is this does not work for me yeah you know so like my boyfriend and I we'd never fight like and I'm not we are not like the gold standard of like functional gay relationships either but I I watching it made me um hurt a little bit being like oh like I really hope that younger gay guys don't think that this is also an appropriate way to talk to each other. Oh, interesting. Uh, You know what I'm saying? This type of drama, because I, um, I, I, you know, growing growing up, I didn't really have a model for functional romantic relationships, sure. so I would just follow just the dialogue that I saw on television. And then I entered the business. I realized that the point of television is just to keep people coming back after the commercial break. So that's why they're always making up and breaking up and confronting each other at restaurants <laughs> yeah, and yeah. at their jobs and stuff like that. I was like, I used to take lines from like Ali McBeal and ER and like confront my friends about loyalty <laughs> and shit like that. You know what I mean? And give these like big diatribes. And I'm like, ooh, you know, these characters don't have serenity, which is what makes them so compelling. But um, you you, you set up a, um, a... I don't know exactly where I'm going with this. I guess I'm personalizing it because I also understand that as an actor and when it comes to story, you do need comp- characters that are complicated yeah. and that are very messy. But you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I want to, you know, you're, you're, we are like, oh, I'm so confident. I'm so, you're right. I think that, that there were too many, um, What's that? Is it oxymoron? What's the thing where it's just like he's he's you're, you're playing both sides of the coin? Like it's just, it, it was unclear. Yeah. What, what is that word? Things are too juxtaposed. No. Cognitive dissonance. Cognitive no. dissonance. Um. Paradox. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm sure as soon as this is over, I'll be like, "That's the word." <laughs> but I, I, you're right. I think the way that. He he was not a character that I'm like okay one day I hope to be that versus like uh, Meg Ryan's or the, these are yeah. not aspirations or even like Julia Rock yeah. right these yeah. are not characters that you're like okay yeah like yeah that's a good point uh, yeah uh, you know in in you know aspirational uh, folks that you're mm-hmm. like you're like oh if only you know or um. And it's not to say they, they can't be flawed. Like Twenty Seven Dresses, I love that movie. Yeah, Catherine Heigl, you know, does a lot of weird things. But yeah. I think girls still wanted to be her. Yeah, um, and you don't really like his character doesn't really transform in the movie. He, At the end, he's just kind of like, he, he, uh, "You guys suck," but like you're my family, and you're like, "Okay." That's he gets the world to sort of um, cater to him, cater to him, which might have been the whole point and the goal, which is yeah. y'all will accept this this neurotic gay. Um, <laughs> But to, you know, all all said and done, look, he went first. It wasn't easy. You know, he he whether he you know whether it was successful or not, he did he did shatter the glass, yeah. the, the yeah. rainbow glass ceiling for us. And you know, the the yardstick of 
100%. mainstream gay comedy. And we'll see how the Jim Parsons rom-com is going to do. Oh, yes. We'll see. I, I'm sure they're in the editing room right now trying to make it be like, what oh, didn't, shit. What yeah, didn't exactly. track? Cut out, cut out what the did, naked Jim Parsons. What didn't stro- Who knows? I, yeah. It's it's also, you know, art is subjective. You yeah. you never quite, if everyone knew what would make a hit, then there, you know, yeah, we would true. all, there's no formula. Bill, this all was right. very, I'm like, you. I'm wrapping it up for yes, you thank because you, we've thank been you. doing this for too long. Thank you're you for awesome. me. Thank you so much. You're great and you're uh, great. this is going to be uh, like the longest podcast ever done. But uh, thank you for coming. Hank, where can people find you? Uh, on the internet. Uh, you can, <laughs> I know. Really, that's just, uh, I'm Hankster Shen across the board. You, you, if you Google Hank Chen, nine out of the ten, like, uh, search results will be me to the chagrin of like you know the the the, case, the Hank Chen's that are like finance managers or yeah. doctors or lawyers yeah. like they, they they must be so annoyed when yeah. they're like oh my god if you the, Google the Hank real Chen estate agent yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be like can't get it. found on Google yeah someone's like how am I gonna find you they're like Google they're like don't Google Hank Chen it's it's some Google, Hank Chen some, real estate agent it's some gay actor and, you know yeah <laughs> all right thanks buddy thank you bye bye.